Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune in to Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. And welcome to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to do this most marvelous day of the week for Marvelous Monday. Let me tell you how you can listen to our live programs and archived episodes. The number to call to listen live by phone is 515-605-9375. You can also listen to com forward slash Blog Talk USA. And you can listen to us at our 24-hour network, blogtalkusa.com. You can also find us in podcast form on iTunes, Apple Radio, Stitcher. Our banner is Blog Talk USA. And under that banner, you can find Marvelous Monday podcasts and all of our archived episodes as well. Okay. Before, uh, or excuse me, now that we've given you that information, Information. Let me give you over to your host for Marvelous Monday, Dr. Shirley McKellar. Welcome, Dr. McKellar. Thank you, thank you, and good evening, Miss Liana and Dr. Hagney and Mr. Arthur. And I bring you greetings from Chicago, Illinois, the windy city. And it's not windy though, and I'm happy about that. But uh, we've been out on Lake Michigan today, Miss Spencer Jones and myself, and we've had an amazing time. And uh, we're getting prepared to head back uh, to Texas. I know they're waiting for us. But how are you doing, Ms. Rihanna? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Thank you so much for asking. And Colin says hello. (laughs) And hello, Colin. And let me tell you, we're not going to keep you very long tonight. Uh, We're actually going to do a one-hour show. But I wanted to let you know, Ms. Rihanna, that we're going to have a very, very special guest. But let's see uh, if the team's all here before we really get into the show. We have a very interesting person that we're going to be talking to a little bit tonight. There's so many things going on. As you know, there's always so many things going on. Uh, but uh, I don't know, day by day, it gets bigger and bigger and more things uh, that's happening. Hello. And Yes, hello. How are you doing, Mr. Uh, How are you doing? Yes, how are you doing, Dr. Agnes? Thank you for always being so prompt and right on schedule for his assignment. (laughs) Thank you for that. Where's Mr. Arthur? I I bet you he's not on duty. He's already three minutes late. Mr. Arthur, you there? (laughs) He's not on yet. (laughs) See, he's not on his assignment. (laughs) But... uh, so, but Dr. Hagney, we're going to do a little bit of update, but we're going to bring in our special guest uh, tonight, and uh, we're going to go ahead and bring him in, and then we're going to um, do our update, and uh, then we're going to get to his story so that he can share uh, some amazing things that he is doing for the East Texas area. And so, uh, but uh, Mr. Eric Williams, are you there? I am indeed. Good evening. Thank you. Thank you. Greetings Hello. and welcome. You from the top. It's just a pleasure. Yes, and say good evening to Dr. Hagney and good evening to Miss Rihanna. These are our teammates uh, that help to carry this show every single Monday night. And then we have one other, we have two more actually team members that uh, are normally on with us uh, uh, Pastor Michael Cooper and then Mr. Arthur Flemings. And they, they'll, they'll, they'll come in a little bit later on. You'll get to know Mr. Uh, Michael Cooper, who is running for governor. Uh, for the uh, state of Texas, the great state of Texas. And then, of course, Mr. Arthur, you already know who that is, and you already know who uh, Pastor Cooper is as well. So we don't have to yes, really understand that. You know who these gentlemen are. So they'll be coming Absolutely. in a little bit later on. But, but we want to give a little bit of a COVID update. We always like to, to uh, bring that in and keep people abreast of actually what's going on. And Dr. Richard Hagney, uh, retired pharmacist, actually started a group uh, that uh, we have, and it's called the Northeast Texas uh, Task Force, and it's comprised of various and sundry professionals uh, to make sure that the uh, COVID uh, 
19 mm-hmm. vaccines get out to the black and brown communities because we saw that it was not making its way out into rural America. And because we've been so involved in rural health, uh, Dr. Hackney had a vision and reached out and brought all of us medical professionals, pastors, preachers, and other professions uh, to come in so that we could help to make sure that that happened. So, uh, Dr. Hackney, if you could kind of brief us a little bit, we had, uh, we had a clinic set up on Texas College campus this past Saturday. And so, Dr. Hackney, you want to brief us a little bit on that? We're only going to be on for one hour tonight uh, from 8 until 9, so that's why we're going to move expeditiously and try to cover as much as we possibly can within this one hour. Dr. Hattie. Oh, uh, very good, Doc. I want to thank you, Dr. McKellar, for setting up this up over at Texas College. You know, as you know, Texas College is one of the historical black colleges. So it's very exciting and very impressive to be on Texas College campus. And uh, our major partner is NetHealth, who brings in the, the vaccine and their medical staff. They are always there. The path that goes to them for such a support. And on t- uh, Texas College campus, the president and faculty there uh, very, was very uh, helpful. Um, we, um, of course, the numbers too. Of course, we're looking at the age population that still is a need to get the more a word out to them, more convincing, and that you might be more on the fence uh, for us getting that age population out. Uh, but I also want to take a hat to the um, the mega uh, guys that were there. Uh, they, you know, they came, they worked. We always use volunteers, but I just hats off for the Omega group. They were there, they helped with parking, they helped with directions, and they came in shifts all day long. So I want to thank them for that. And, and uh, Texas College alum, as you well know, reaching into our community, historical black college inside our community, that's what we're about. And that's the success we've had along with our black churches in our community. And of course, the information, we just need to continue to get the information out about the virus. Uh, we really need to target the hesitant group about the vaccine, more information. That's what we have, the pamphlets and brochures, and we're very excited about that. And so we're moving to other areas like Henderson County. So that was that – we didn't get the total numbers we wanted, but that was the information being there and being in the community was so important. And also we want to thank Dr. Nichols, who always yeah. showed up and bring all the treats. And that was, that was just a blessing for her. I just want to, to thank her for her, her support and her assistance in what we've been doing. Yeah, thank you for that. I- Dr. Hagney, and she is amazing. Dr. Nichols is always there. She always wants to support what is going on in the community, and so she'll bring a snack pack of goodies to give to the people that come in for their vaccines after they go through their 15 minutes or their 30 minutes. Then she always has a pack to hand out, and she always has a voter registration form in there to make sure that our people are registered to vote and that they get out to the polls to vote. So, yes, and we want to thank a special thanks, as Dr. Hagnett said, to thank the Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated uh, for those gentlemen that are coming out to my husband's fraternity that came out in those shifts throughout the entire day. We were there from 10 until 4 p.m. And so thank you, Dr. Hagney, for leading that uh, charge and being in charge out there, along with Steve uh, Coleman, who is a, a registered nurse uh, a clinician that also is always front row center to make sure that things go smoothly. And they we also yes. want to thank Jones who ran the registration table there to make sure that when the people came in, they got their paperwork done. And big shout out, a big shout out to Ed Health, Northeast Texas Health Department, uh, Mr. George Roberts, who's the administrator that runs that division. Whenever we call him, he is always there to make sure that we have the vaccines to uh, vaccinate our community. So thank you so much for that. So we're going to get started then. Uh, We're so happy to have Mr. Eric Williams in with us uh, tonight, who is also, uh, his family hails from East Texas, even though Marshall, Texas to be exact, even though he's a a, a city guy from out of Dallas, Texas, (laughs) but his family hails from that area. So we're excited to have him on uh, tonight. We want him to talk about some of the things that he is doing because history is so important uh, for us to know uh, about our history. If we don't know our history, we're deemed to repeat it. Or if we don't know it, it's going to be written incorrectly. If we don't write our history, it's going to be written incorrectly because we're the ones who know our history and what should be on those pages. So welcome to A View from the Top. Excuse me, like that. Let's start all over again. (laughs) This is Monday night. (laughs) 
Bucks the Marvelous Monday. <laughs> I think I said that Sounds before, great. didn't I, Maria? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> this is not Thursday. That's this okay. is Monday night. So, Mr. <laughs> Williams, welcome to Marvelous Monday. <laughs> well, thank, you thank you for thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here with you again. <laughs> yes. Well, can, we can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you very well. Yeah, Just give uh-huh. give the. Uh, audience out there a little tidbit about exactly who you are and then I'll have a couple questions that I will ask of you and the team members may have some questions for you as well but I count you as one of the great historians uh, in the great state of Texas so that's Uh my part you can say whatever it is that you want to say about yourself just let the audience know (laughs) that's a big set of shoes to fill I I appreciate that and uh, but uh, I am a uh, journalist, filmmaker, uh, political activist. Uh, I've spent my career uh, telling the stories of other people around the world. Um, I started my career in journalism in Dallas, um, and I've integrated uh, a number of news organizations across the nation, uh, one being National Geographic Magazine, uh, the Boston Globe, uh, St. Louis Sun, uh, the Dallas Morning News. I've I've worked with CNN, ABC, and Fox, um, and those other organizations. I've worked as a staffer. Uh, But God has blessed me to be able to travel around the world and step on a lot of continents and and be able to tell stories of others and human rights abuses around the world and be able to project an image to help countries uh, in state of need. And so it's, it's been a mission of mine tell those stories. And I got involved in politics a while back because I, I, I really felt the need of being able to take my activism a step further. Um, however, I haven't been able to prevail in that, so I still continue to tell the story of others. And I've been working on a project now about my own family. Uh, it, it goes all the way back to Africa, and I bring it back to East Texas, where I discovered I had slave ancestors. I never knew I had slave ancestors until I set out on this journey and this quest to find my lineage and my heritage. And it took me all the way to Africa, to West Africa, all over Africa, to be honest. And uh, the things that I found and discovered were intriguing, enlightening, educational things that I did not learn in my history books here in Texas growing up. And that was very disheartening. Um, And so I set out on this three-and-a-half-year journey uh, to find my ancestors, and I found uh, one ancestor in particular who's buried next to her slave master in East Texas in Harrison County. And uh, and I discovered that uh, East Texas was a gateway and an entry point uh, for slaves coming in here with the settlers uh, when Stephen F. Austin and the rest of them put us back into slavery after Vicente Guerrero had freed us well before Abraham Lincoln, another piece of history that I didn't learn in my history books growing up in Texas. I never knew the Alamo was about a black man trying to free us from slavery. Mr. But, Williams, uh, can we stop right for just a few seconds, I, you said something that just grabbed my attention because we've been talking about this a lot. And, and yes. for the mere fact that if we don't document and write down our history, uh, then we're not going to know what to teach our ancestors is coming back. You said something very powerful, excuse me, our, our offspring, not our ancestors, our offspring, those that are coming behind us, they're not going to know this information that you're talking to us about. You said you didn't learn it in your history book, and much of this stuff we didn't learn in our history book, unless sometimes if you if you attended uh, an all-black school, you may have learned a lot, but there's so much more that was hidden, would you say, uh, in the book that didn't want us to know about that actually existed. Share with me uh, and, and with the audience yes, just, just, well, go ahead and carry on with that, and then, then I'm going to ask you a couple of stories because you stopped at the fact that you you found out the things that happened in Harrison County that you didn't know about that that one of your ancestors was buried next to her her slave master her her uh, slave master. So what? Right, what, right. What were your feelings when you when you found that out? 
I, I, I was in, in, in utter shock. Um, I was hurt. I was, I was in a situation where I was questioning a lot of things because I couldn't figure out why she would be buried next to him and not set free when slavery ended in 1865, but yet still buried on the plantation. But they buried her in, in a, I guess you would say, in a sense of dignity, unlike some of my other ancestors. They uh, uh, haven't had the upkeep of, of their cemetery uh, and headstones, and they were not buried like she was. So it, it, it was a it was a little bit of questioning going on, and still is today. I think that's a part two uh, to try to figure out more in depthly about her story, but certainly. Her plantation owner at one point had owned over 8,000 African-Americans, and he owned one of the second largest plantations in all of East Texas. Um, and, and I just think that is just a serious. Uh, well, the U.N. has called slavery a crime against humanity. And certainly when you look at the records and what have, has occurred with the taking of land and killing the people and beating the uh, people and the raping of our black women, Certainly, you can look at that as a crime, and I don't think there's a statute of limitation on crime. Right. That is exactly correct. So, so let me ask you this question. So how in the world uh, can we, as regular citizens, we may not be, and we are definitely not the historian in which that you are. We're not at that where you, you're producing films. And, so, and I was so honored that you reached out to me and asked me to be a part uh, of this film. And... Uh, that I give uh, to you, but how in the world can we as African Americans keep abreast of find out all of this detailed information about what went on with our with our ancestors and this slave issue that and some form of slavery I think that we talked about that still exists uh, in this country and that's from the school the pipeline from school to prison uh, pipeline that we want to make sure that our offspring and our young Americans, both men and male and female, don't get involved. But what can we do? What do you suggest that we do? What books that? Well, I, I first think that um, I must applaud and congratulate you for in your position because I think we have to start on the local level in politics uh, and, and elect people like yourself that can really make change. Because if you look at what's going on. In Austin today, with the critical race theory that they're that they're trying to and, and almost about to in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. on Saturday, was trying yes. to ban or or is banning uh, the, the 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 narrative of slavery in our school yes. books here in Texas, and I think that's a travesty and another way of hiding that information to not allow another generation to be brought abreast of the real story, just like it was in my generational time and so that's that's a real big problem that i see is occurring because we have republicans who really don't care about this particular situation in time that is real and it's not fake this is a real situation that occurred to real people's lives and it still has an impact on our young people today you can just look around and look at the economic development in our communities look at the mental health in our communities Look at the food deserts in our community. You can look at all of these things that are directly related to the impact of shadow slavery in East Texas. But yet and still, yeah. we can't get an apology, we can't get reparations, and we can't get it taught right in our schools. That is wrong, and we must not fall for that. Exactly, and that is exactly why I asked that question. And not only the food deserts, uh, Dr. Hagney and I, and our people in our profession talked about the drug desert. You know, there may be uh, uh, people that live in rural, rural East Texas that don't have a drugstore. Uh, the drugstores are closed down. We used to have one right in the heart of North Tyler, uh, the Young Pharmacy. And so if they live way out in the rural area and they can't get to the drugstores to, to uh, fill their prescriptions, then we have a drug desert as along with that food desert. And so, Carrie, yes, and I know that the team is going to want to jump in here in just a few minutes and, and ask you some more questions, but carry on a little bit more about your project well, that you're working on here in East Texas. Well, I'm so glad you accepted my invitation to be a part of it because you were one of the missing links that I really needed to put in to help tell part of the story of Tyler 
and Camp Ford. You know, back back in 1860, they had the Great White uh, Panic of 1860 that led to 80 slaves being put to death, and 37 whites, you know, in Tyler, you know. And so you had Camp Ford that, that housed a lot of our black Union soldiers that were captured. They were part of the, 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 the very unique African Corps uh, uh, of the U.S. Uh, federal military. And, and so Tyler played a big role in slavery in, in Texas. I mean, it was a yeah. big Confederate. The name John Tyler comes from a slave owner. Uh, uh, you got, you know, right next to Harrison County, being the largest out of all of them, Tyler was second. So Tyler was right up there with them and having the the maximum number of slaves and plantations. You know, you just look around and see how many black folks are still the remnants of those descendants that still live in there. I mean, you, you I, I took you down to where my family uh, uh, had property. They no longer have it, uh, Councilwoman, there in Tyler. You know, a lot of that land was taken and, and mineral rights were stolen uh, in the process. And so that wealth that could have been developed now has been diminished, you know, and can't be passed down in certain families and generations. That generational wealth gap is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's absolutely <clears throat> And before we end the show tonight, we're going to, uh, Ms. Spencer Jones and I have been uh, chuckling a little bit over an incident that happened on Camp Fanning, uh, which is now the uh, the University of Texas uh, Health Science Center where uh, of the uh, famous physician, uh, Dr. Kirk Calhoun, runs that whole entire system. I know that the uh, the team wants to jump in. Mr. Arthur Clemmings is on now. He's no stranger to you. You know exactly who he is. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yes. so Dr. Yeah, Texas, 
in Brazoria County was the last area that slaves straight from Africa were brought into Texas. You know, Absolutely. Americans had that law. You can tell by doing DNA and, and, and tell if they're real because they came through Cuba into Texas. So that whole history is so important, yes. starting with the cemetery, understanding the cemetery. We have a lot of neglected cemeteries. Um, um, kept cemeteries need to be looked at. And there's a, and also there is something, and when you're talking about uh, ownership and value, there is a, there is a need for cemeteries uh, to, uh, in the tax structure, that individual can donate to cemeteries or upkeep of cemeteries. Uh, and that's not a fact in the state of Texas now. There's something being discussed now to, to make that happen. Once it's given a number, we'll talk about that further on. But uh, even uh, that, those isolated spaces, those cemeteries, uh, have a wealth of information in them. And so we need to continue that research. And I get calls almost every day in the video finding uh, abandoned cemeteries in areas. Wow. When you look at Texas, you look at Fort Bend County, all that area, nothing but there's plantations in Fort Bend County. Also look at the, the lease operation. When Texas was trying to find out how to raise money, they had the lease prisoner program in the state of Texas. One of them was right here in East Texas and Russ. Other places was there in, in Houston. You probably heard about that one in Sugar Land. Sugar Land. Uh, Sugar Land. Yeah. Sugar yeah. Land. And so that discussion about the least prison, prison program that occurred. And also, so there's a lot, you, you're right, there's a lot of information that needs to be discussed, needs to be looked at, and also the story needs to be told. Uh, the young lady who's going through all the issues that everybody's uh, taking education out of the textbooks and everything, the role Absolutely. of the black church. See, what well, we need to recognize the role of the black church is still significant. Uh, when you look at when we identify a cemetery, uh, black church, we look for a black school, and near that group is a is a cemetery, and that that's the mark. Right. And, and we just, we tell people you find old cemetery, first thing, do not clean the cemetery. You do more mm-hmm. damage by cleaning the cemetery than you think you're trying to make the tomb look right. Why it's important? Early slaves on plantations in Hex and Fort. Uh, tombstone, so rocks mm-hmm. and glasses That's and all right. those things identify. So it's very important that individuals get individuals who know how to go into cemeteries and identify right. those 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 graves are there. I just had a call just last week. There's a cemetery up uh, north of Tyler. There's supposed to be a hundred graves in there. Uh, I think it's called a Freeman Town about Lindell there. Uh, so there, see that means if you have a, a hundred graves in a site, that means some of the graves mm-hmm. are, are slave graves. So you, what you are on target, your work needs to be done. But there's a lot of history in Texas, a lot of need, uh, discussion needs to be done. And the discussion about the black church, we need to start, we can use the black church to re-educate ourselves. So we, we get caught in the system. We think we only we can learn is the public school system. You know, early right. on, our education, our education was in the black church. When they didn't allow us to read a long time ago, where did we learn how to read? That black church mm-hmm. started our education and everything. So we look to see what they're trying to do right now. We can continue the history education. Doesn't have to ever be. Doesn't have to be in the public school. It'd be great to be in there, but we have a ton of churches that could have education program to teach our, our kids. Just like the young lady Jones, who her work is done. They, they what she's doing. But yes, there are, there are other alternatives. We need to come up with a plan how we educate our, our individual versus through the established system. Yes, yes indeed. indeed. Okay. Yes, we can hear you. Uh, Mr. Arthur, thank you for redialing uh, and coming back. And we're going to go go to you in just a couple of seconds. But this, I, I want to ask uh, Mr. Eric uh, this question: uh, mm-hmm. What kind of pushback, if any, did you have any pushback down there in Marshall when you're trying to collect uh, this information? Because we know that in the state of Texas, they're trying to limit or trying to dictate to us what they want us to teach in Black heritage and Black history uh, in our classrooms. So did you have some any kind of pushback uh, from people there trying to preclude you from doing your film? Well, I'm going to be honest. Um, no, uh, I have, I have not. Right. I, I mean, I, I, I believe it may very well be once they see it, you know, uh, but uh, at, in the onset, no. I mean, most people were willing to talk, uh, you know, okay. um, it, which was real, strange because i mean i never ran into that situation before you know especially with a touchy subject like you know this yeah you know yeah. And, and, and so but people were uh open and, and and willing to talk you know the 
the history there, though, is so hidden and deeply hidden that mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. people um, were just not aware, which was strange mm-hmm. right. in itself. You know, um, right. uh, a lot a lot of people didn't even know why that Confederate statue was there, and the fact that Walter Davis was hung on that spot uh, right. and, and drug out of jail. You know, they they mm-hmm. didn't know that. They just thought the con- daughters of Confederacy put it there, but it was a symbolic gesture from them. You know, and, and, and those are some of the things, you know, that will be addressing in the film when they finally see the, the piece. But, you know, uh, the, the the whole thing about the cemeteries, like he was saying, I mean, I, 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 I don't believe, and I could be wrong, there's no federal protections that are, are specifically designated to protect historic black cemeteries. And if it isn't, it really should be. Uh, sure. Because, well, you know, when, like, he just mentioned about some some cemeteries. There's another one uh, in Van Zandt County on Roseland mm-hmm. that I discovered mm-hmm. while I was talking to the plantation owner. She mm-hmm. just told me, huh? Her 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 sister has some land that was given to her, and mm-hmm. on that land they got about a hundred graves that's unidentified mm-hmm. slaves. Yeah. I was yeah. like, wow. really? And that's right yeah. there, wow. you know. Yeah. And, and, and then and then on that same plantation, you got over eight hundred. Um, they said keys were killed. Mm-hmm. Black men, yeah. women, uh, Keith mm-hmm. Bowles, and, and the last mm-hmm. man, all that. They just let let them die right there out in the field. You mm-hmm. see, didn't collect mm-hmm. the bodies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, when I went down to where those monuments were, it was an eerie kind of feeling. But I'm you sure. think about all of those bodies and bones that are still lying around, and that goes back to him saying about not cleaning up that area. You know, right. uh, because you, you just never know. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you had men, women, and children died on this uh, plantation. Because uh, Mr. Hamburg, I guess they said he owned uh, roughly five thousand acres all the way to the Natchez River. Well, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. the Battle of the Natchez. Exactly. Battle of the Natchez. Yes. Mr. Arthur, Natures. you can jump in. I know you want to have a little bit of this conversation. Uh, this is very interesting uh, stuff. It's uh, um, it's heartbreaking sometimes when you hear and read about the history that our ancestors. Uh, and do it. So go ahead, Mr. Arthur, and I'll mute out while you talk to the you, you, uh, special guest. Hmm? You, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yes, we can yeah, hear you. Yeah, right uh, me now? Uh, okay, okay. Well, first of all, I want you to come in, Bull Connor. Oh, it's a press rally. Yes, sir. Yeah, kind of, we can, again, okay, text. Because, you know, like white folks and black folks. They don't know, and this is down there doing what they've been doing. So I have an opportunity uh, in time because these sex, you know, so keep it uh, going forward. Uh, get your program down there, and and, uh, and hey, let's see what happens. Uh, y'all yes. Can you hear um, uh, Mr. Yeah. Arthur, you, uh, yeah, you're having a real difficult time uh, tonight for some reason. Yeah, you know what? Um, for, for, for some reason, the last few days, the, the weather been bad up here. Exactly. So, uh, it was bad in East Texas. As, yes. Uh, that that uh-huh. explains uh, yeah, so. Saturday. We had lots of rain. We were going in and out on Saturday as well. Uh, mm. But uh, but we, yeah. we, we're going to let Mr. Uh, Williams carry on and give us a little bit more of uh, of where he'd like to go and where he's taking uh, this particular film and how he's going to be able to get this information out. We want to make sure that in East Texas, uh, Dr. Hagney and, and Mr. Arthur and Ms. Rihanna, she's back there listening, but we want to make sure that people see this film once uh, once it gets out there. But carry yes. on, uh, Mr. Sure, Williams, sure, and sure, tell us a little bit more. About Yes, go right ahead. I can hear you better now. About critical race, we have a after studies from the Aguinaldo so forth, and they is people already up here in Texas. We have a beachhead to go and fight again. So we're going to name that for. Yeah, so that's, that's already, that, you know, yeah, that's a great point that Arthur just brought up. That Arthur helped push to get 
that uh, ethnic studies uh, curriculum with the Texas Board of Education approved right. on the state level. And, you know, that's, right. uh, that's one of the areas in which I plan to target. As a matter of fact, I sent out uh, uh, several email blasts just doing pre-promotion to uh, I had purchased a, a emailing list of educators that specifically uh, dealt with ethnic studies in Texas. It, at this time, it still wasn't that many. I think they had on the list about 200 at that time that were actually dealing with the whole state. So I sent them a pre-email to let them know about the film uh, and, and marketing it. But that, that's certainly the area that I think is going to have to be targeted, especially uh, – on the on the school board levels and and, mm-hmm. and doing what what Arthur said and and going there and requesting it like Marshall doesn't have ethnic studies in Marshall ISD uh, I think Tyler ISD does yes, but Marshall yes, ISD do. doesn't so yeah. so a, a film yeah, like Mary you have to ask for it they have to ask mm-hmm. for it correct they have to ask for it so a film like Miriam could be utilized as yeah. instructional material for exactly. those uh, classrooms in, that are, are developed for ethnic studies um, as an alternative to this critical <laughs> race theory that they're preaching down in Austin. Um, because there again, it goes back to what you were saying, Councilwoman, we got to be in control of mm-hmm. our own narrative and tell our Absolutely. own story because Absolutely. if we don't, we're going to get what we already got. Well, I'm going to talk to the school, two school board persons in my district, Tyler Independent School District, and we have an amazing young gentleman who is going to be teaching the Black Heritage uh, courses there at John Tyler High School, and we want to make sure that he knows about uh, Miriam and make sure that the two school board, the two African-American school board members know that we want this in our school system. Go ahead. Yes, and, and see, it's going to take approaches like that to spearhead this whole entire process of eliminating some of the thought processes that have been preached upon and, and mandated upon our students. Uh, and, and, and Lord knows I, I, I've mentored several thousands of kids with my bus program and DISD, and I've seen some of these curriculums and working so, and some of these things that they're teaching uh, about our past history is just not correct. And, and I'm so glad and thankful that Arthur and them did what they did to to take that wrong and make it right. And so we got to be able to now to, to 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 press the flesh to get it our story out there and as many other people's story out there that's going to tell the African diaspora from a different standpoint and a different viewpoint than our white brethren. So because they're going to tell it from a patriotic standpoint instead of mm-hmm. from the brutality and the chattel slavery that it was. And and, and, mm-hmm. and you can't hide from the fact of what they did. We were the largest uh, single item on the tax rolls in Harrison County. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they made money off of us in every single direction, and we still haven't been compensated or haven't had an apology. And people and our youth need to know that. Exactly. We can't continue to say we hey, wait, Eric, wait, 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 wait. Eric, what are the Eric, I Boy, I wish I could hear Arthur good. Wait, 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 we knew what you were saying, Mr. Yeah, Arthur. They were telling us we wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait now. Go ahead. We wish we knew everything that yeah, you were anyway. saying. Go ahead. I was. I was a thousand old class history class. And the class said we were immigrants. Yes. And the book said, and it's ignorance. So, and the problem that we uh, had plans anyway, we did the reason, uh, you know, and put Stanford. So, you know, and so we did get, you know, because everybody else had, you know, a lot of people had a lot of input in it. And, and so stay right there, Arthur. That, stay right there, cause we can hear you real good. Yeah, stay right yeah. there. Don't move. Don't, don't, move, don't move. Whatever you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that right quick. Don't move. Exactly. Stay right there. I'm not taking foul, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Well, well, you know, let me bring this out, right, guys, if, if you don't mind. The one of the things that I I want because to see taught. Uh, in this public schools is that many many of our offsprings and our 
uh, our people don't realize the uh, fact that black folk were not poor people at some points in time in our lives, that we were able to be business people. And I think about the um, the Tulsa uh, black, uh, black business district and how that was taken away and all the things that were taken away from African-Americans, that they were always hardworking and that they all, they didn't always share crop that they sometimes bought. And there's nothing wrong with sharecropping. Mr. Arthur told us about his background with sharecropping. But there were some black people who bought land straight out and owned thousands and thousands of acreage that was stolen from them. And that's where you were and where you were a few minutes ago, Mr. Eric. And I wanted to get back to talking a little bit about that so that the audience would know that that things that black people are asking for now are things that were stolen from them back in the day. Go ahead. Anybody can talk. Yeah. Well, there was, there was a report a a few years back when our uh, governor uh, uh, Perry was uh, governor. Uh, He was quoted and I I can't remember the exact quote, but I'll try to paraphrase as best I can. But he was basically saying that uh, uh, a lot of the unclaimed money that's in Austin, the majority of it goes to African-American and belongs to African-Americans who can't claim their mineral rights because the land was stolen from them in East Texas. So, so when you look at, when you look at that kind of disparity and you look at all of the land that was taken, I mean, they, they, they took one of my ancestors land and said he was crazy on the books in in the Harrison County books that I found. They just said he, he, he's too crazy to, to keep his property. So they gave it to this other guy. So, you know, it, it, it and, and that was done by the, mm-hmm. the Harrison County courts. So, so, and, and, and the plantation owners, they were the government officials working in Harrison County. John Webster was, was, was a commissioner at one point in Harrison County, you see. Uh, uh, so you had these people uh, that, that were on the, on the board and you still have, uh, uh, unfortunately, commissioners with the last names that when you trace them mm-hmm. back, like uh, Sims and Ware, all of them, when you trace them back, they, they're, they're, their ancestors are, are slave owners. Uh, and that's right. one of the things that they don't want people to know. You see, mm-hmm. and so uh, those same ones that voted down uh, uh, the apology a few weeks back for Marshall are the same ones with the last names that are associated with slave owners in Harrison County. Mm-hmm. Same okay. exact ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, let, me so, ask, so let me let me ahead, back and ask this question. That's okay. So at what at what grade level? And Mr. Arthur is our educator on, and Miss Rihanna is our educator. So at what level do you think that we should start teaching this history uh, to the students? It, should it somewhere in junior high school? Or, Day one. Or, okay. Go ahead, yeah. Ms. I mean, I, I, I met my grandkids. And, Dick and, 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 yeah, and so, you know, I showed them the film as we were editing it and, 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 they're in the fourth and fifth grade and on up, and they understood what they were watching, and they asked a lot of questions, and they couldn't believe what they were seeing. Exactly. So and now, was, and we, but was, we're going to teach this to our kids. Wait, wait just a second. But we're going to teach this to our children in our homes, but we also want other children that look like Miss Rihanna. We want the Caucasians and the Hispanics and all the Asians and everybody else to know and understand. And that's why I asked the question, at what level – and if you think all the way to the fourth grade, I just want to hear what you guys have to say. And particularly, I wanted to hear what the two educators that sure. are part mm-hmm. of this show. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Sure. I see Dick. I see Jane. I see Dick run. I see Jane run. Now I'm saying. <laughs> okay. He said uh, the first grade. So he said the first grade, great. everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. He's the Dick and Jane book. Remember, that's when we learned Dick and yes. Jane. In the first mm-hmm. grade. Go ahead, Miss Rihanna. I know you have some comments. Go right ahead. Day day one in every in every single thing that we are taught in school is from starting in preschool is inherently taught from uh, the from a white perspective. Yeah. Every <laughs> aspect of every of math of science, all of yep. it. If it were yes. taught from an appropriate perspective, all of it from the very first thing you're taught 
in a in a well-rounded way, we wouldn't have such a thing as quote African and history, African American History Month. Sure, we could have that in addition to an appropriate, accurate, well-rounded, a constant you know year-round education, but we don't mm-hmm. have that. So I it just our entire way that we teach needs to change, and not in the direction that. Texas has decided to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the reason yeah. Texas has done this is because yeah. more and more uh, white folks are uh, finally getting on board and supporting uh, the fact that we have a really horrifyingly bad way of teaching. We have a horrifyingly bad way of integrating, um, you know, white supremacy and privilege and, and you know, ethno uh, centricism into every area of everyone's life in this country, and mm-hmm. that that has to change. So it's day Very one, good. day one, day one. Okay, I got mm-hmm. it. You heard from the educators. Go ahead, Mr. Mm-hmm. Eric. Go ahead. Carry no, on. I, I, was, I, was... I, agree, I agree with her and, and Mr. Arthur. I mean, uh, day one, I mean, because, you know, th- they got these phones in their hands and, and they're looking at these videos. You know, and that's yep. understanding from, mm-hmm. from day one. So if they can understand that, they can definitely understand this, you know. And, and <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, that would be the, the, the opportune time to change the trage- trajectory of the mm-hmm. way they've been taught about our African history as it relates to Texas. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to talk about, you know Sam Houston, David Crockett, but, okay. and, 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 and Stephen F. Austin, but forget about uh, the Mexican African president of Mexico, who, mm-hmm. who freed the slaves, uh, and then we were put back into slavery. You know, yeah. th- th- these are things that run deep and hurt me a little bit, a That's whole right. lot really, because I didn't a learn it lot. early on. I, I waited till I got in my fifties. Before I found out about it, you know, and, and, yeah. and that, you know, could have changed my dynamic and the way I was thinking because of the fact that, you know, I could have seen myself in a different way as a young man. You know, you just mm-hmm. never know. You just never That's know. Right. That's true. Very, very well said. Uh, Dr. Hagney, coming yeah. from you. Well, I, I, I'm when you think about, I'm thinking about the first school in Texas was in a was in a church. Yeah. And the first, and first individual who recognized the importance. Of educating slave children was a black church, and if you if we look where we are, that's where we have drifted from. Uh, and I said earlier to uh, to really address this and solve this from up is we have to put the black church back in the center. When you put the black church in the center, that's when you put God and Jesus back in the center, and that's where it all that's where this is going straight. And I tell people, when you plant marbles in your, in your neighbor's backyard, that's what we have in our health care system. That's what we have in our education system. If you can play marbles so well, you need to get the marbles and play in your own backyard. And because it is a no-win situation to win all the marbles in your, ma- in your neighbor's backyard. Back to education, the churches used to be the that resource the main, center. What that? The church used to be the center mm-hmm. of our education component. And I'm I'm suggesting that uh, when you look at the educational deal, is put out how the churches tell that history, uh, and and be part of that re-educating our youth. Uh, we have we have the places, we have the spaces. There are times we can um, we can rely on the school systems to uh, whether it be undergrad or whatever to, for education. And when we were successful a long time ago, it took a village to raise a child. And so kids learn at home. So we got to get back to the village, raising the child. If you think the state of Texas is going to educate us, that that, that would never happen. That's badly, badly mistaken, right? We're badly you, you, badly, you, you, that just like <laughs> that, right. that, like, that, that just actually, actually stalks to fix the chicken coop. That right, never, right. never, 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 never happen. So we have right. to we have to be real about this and see. I, best educators in my history were those old black teachers in the segregated schools. Okay. Well, you know something, uh, Dr. Hagney uh, has nailed something uh, there. And uh, remember, that's Mm -hmm. how the historical black colleges, gentlemen and and, and lady, uh, that's how our HBCU started, right? They started right right with the first 
exactly. the Methodist church and a Baptist church and, and the Christian churches. So, uh, so you're on point with that, uh, with that, Dr. Hagney. Uh, we, oh, you know, yeah. guys, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, we we only going to be on for one hour tonight. So we all it's, it's eight fifty right now. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna let uh, Mr. Eric. We're gonna have to bring him back because he's got a lot yeah. of things that we want to <laughs> hear about and talk about. And we got to work. We have to work with him to make sure that whatever city we're in, that that this education that he has for us and the films that he's making that it gets into our public schools, starting with our yes. own public schools in our own areas, and then we can spread out across, especially spread out across Texas. Go ahead, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Eric, and you can you can finalize and, and uh, give us your last little tidbit until you can yes. come back and join us again. Well, you know, I want to say thank you to, to your listeners and, and all your guests, you know, for letting me share this information. You know, I, I, it's just like I tell everyone that has screened the film, finding Miriam is not just about finding my ancestor. It's, it's yeah. We all have a Miriam out there that we need to find. There you go. And, yeah. and, and, and it's going to be incumbent upon us to do the work, to do the research, and go out and find your ancestors because at some point in life, we're not going to be here either. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be forgotten. And, and if I am forgotten, I hope somebody do find me. But there at the same go. time, you know, we want to leave a legacy. And we and we just never know what that individual's legacy was. And we might discover that, you know, somebody was a king or a queen that was robbed from Africa. You just never know, you know, uh, where our ancestry lies. And, 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 so, right. and once we find that out, we really need to go back to the motherland as, as well as connect with our brothers and sisters back over mm-hmm. there in Africa, because mm-hmm. that, that, mm-hmm. that, that's key to have that connection. It's almost like losing a mother and, and, and not being able to see them again. I mean, a lot of our yeah. family members were, were torn apart, you know, and separated mm-hmm. and, and were never put back together. When you look at these records in Harrison County, mm-hmm. we were listed as, as livestock, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and right along with the cows, chickens, and pigs. You mm-hmm. see, and so uh, yes. that's that's a very disheartening uh, discovery. And we, as African Americans, we we got to stand up to this unjust legislation, stop voter suppression. And if this film, uh, Finding Miriam, will inspire people and educate people, hopefully the job will have been done. I mean, because there's been a lot of work and a lot of research put into it to help educate minds and bring people a 21st century view of what occurred in the 18th century. Sure. Well, you know, something, if we need more people like Mr. Arthur, Miss Rihanna, uh, Dr. Hagney, uh, Pastor Cooper, to get involved, and yourself, obviously, to get involved in what is going on politically around us. Mm-hmm. And I, wanted to, I want the audience to know that, uh, that Mr. Eric also ran for Congress, and that's how I really officially first met him when he was running for Congress and I was as well. But it's going to take all of us to make sure that we're at our, uh, our state capitals and we're in Washington, D.C., and we're making sure that the things that we want to see happen in our communities across the nation, that they happen. It's taking all of us to work together as a team because we all have some things in common that we would like to see uh, take place. Uh, in this country. Absolutely. So listen, Mr. Arthur, you can have your final comment and then we, it's not, you got one minute to give us a final <laughs> uh, comment and, uh, mm-hmm. and then we'll hear from Dr. Hagney. And uh, then so, then yeah, we, we can go ahead quickly. Hear me. Yeah, go ahead. I appreciate, I appreciate, uh, uh, you know, you know, you Eric, this is going to do, uh, I think, thank you. This film uh, will be interesting to be able to get people out celebrate, you know, his, you know, he's going to show us, well, you know, we need to celebrate it and we need to hype it and we need to let folks know, uh, you know, this you know, is why you need to become a vote. You know, this is your okay. show right here now. We got time for this. Okay, Mr. Uh, Mr. Arthur, we'll catch you on the next time around. Quickly, uh, Dr. Hagney, any, any final comments uh, from you? I, I would just say God bless Mr. Williams because he said what he's doing is filling the gaps, and one of the many gaps in Texas history. So uh, full speed ahead, and God bless you, and looking forward to seeing you film. 
Thank you, Dr. Eric. Very good. Thank you, well, Ms. Mr. Eric, let, let me share with you that uh, Ms. Cynthia and I have been We've been chuckling a little bit since we were down there in Tyler. <laughs> we, we, we were chuckling because, because the police officers thought you were trying to kidnap us. Down yeah. there. <laughs> we, we told this story to the guys. We were, driving, we were driving around the campus, guys. Let me share this with you, Ms. Rihanna and, and the fellows. We were driving around the campus, and, and, and Mr. Eric and his driver was a falling behind Miss Spencer and myself and I was riding in the back seat. And so the police officer <laughs> thought that somebody was trying to kidnap his city councilwoman. <laughs> 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 so he told, and, and it so was a real it was a real deal with lights <laughs> and everything. Real story, <laughs> <laughs> so we And then and then you got these masked black men <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I was and I was in my trunk. I was in my and trunk with, with my back to the police. <laughs> oh no! That was hilarious. We yes, laughed yes, about yes. that oh, a long time. So he wanted to make sure that nobody, two black men, were not trying to kidnap his city council. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and he and, and, and but, but but he did his job correctly, and he should be commended. <laughs> That's right. We commended him. Yeah, he didn't he hurt was, nobody, so he did his he did yeah. job right. He was doing his job. He put he put his lights on and pulled us over to the side. <laughs> That's right. That's a true a story. He, That's a true story. Then he showed us where we needed to go. That was a true story. So yeah. Ms. Yeah. Ms. and I have been laughing about that, Ms. Eric, so I wanted to tell that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, I had to talk about that one as we were trailing you once we got, got away from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, that was pretty funny. Yes, that was indeed. real funny. Yes, that was real funny. Yes. So, yes. okay, yes. guys, listen, we enjoyed it so much uh, tonight, right. Mr. Eric. You have to come back, but we're going to be working really hard to make sure that people find Miriam right along with us. And so and, it's and, a major and I think, film. I thank you all. And, 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 and the, if I could just say real quick, like, people sure. can go and find out information at findingmiriam.com. Oh, it's two R's. Miriam yes, two R's. Two R's findingmiriam.com. And, yeah, and so we're planning have, to release the film on Juneteenth. Oh, that's very awesome. awesome. And we're going to have Mr. I'll post all that info. Yes. So yes. thanks, guys. This was a great show. We enjoyed it, and we look forward to uh, everybody knowing about it and seeing it uh, during Juneteenth. And now we're going to turn it over to Ms. Rihanna and take us out for the evening. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We'll thanks. talk to you soon. Enjoyed it. Bye Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 It's all Bye-bye. yours. Take it away, Ms. Rihanna. One day. When the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out, oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, the spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up When it goes down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day, when the glory comes It will be out, it will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be
every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a ball ego The biggest weapon it's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win a war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes 